0: Good evening and welcome to this week's edition of Ghana in Focus with myself Kwame, Ghanaian broadcaster, journalist, podcaster and entrepreneur. And in this week's episode of Ghana in Focus, we'll be looking at the a resume or rather the uh, matters arising at the end of the Africa Cup of Nations, which ended last Sunday with Senegal beating Egypt in the final. And so before we get into that, just a quick reminder that uh, this podcast was made possible by Buzzsprout.com who gave me all the information and tools that I needed to start this podcast called Ghana In Focus. They can do the same for you if you would like to do your own podcast. Could be in music, could be in fashion, could be in uh, you know t- tourism, what have you. Buzzsprout.com We even give you an online tutorial that will help you launch your own podcast. Alright, so let's get into today's podcast looking at the just finished Africa Cup of Nations and matters Horizon, particularly where Ghana is concerned. So as I mentioned, Senegal uh, won the Africa Cup of Nations by beating Egypt 4-2 on penalties. And overall, I think Senegal shown that they are the best in Africa, as the FIFA rankings show that Senegal are ranked twentieth uh, in the FIFA rankings, the highest for any African country. And I think overall they did deserve to win it, even though uh, in the group stages Senegal didn't really perform well. But that was mainly due to a lot some of their star players, for example, uh, the captain Kaboulé. And also the best goalkeeper in the world, Edwin Mende, they were sidelined because they had COVID. And so, uh, in the group games, you could see that Senegal were, uh, kind of lethargic and average. But in the group stage, the knockout stages, when they had all their keepers back, you saw the Rio Senegal. And obviously they won the Africa Cup of Nations. And so, Senegal have proven that they are the best team in Africa. And for me personally, uh, I think it shows to you that Senegal are by way ahead, by a mile, the best team in Africa right now. And, uh, you know, they will meet Egypt again, ironically, in March over two legs to see who uh, qualifies for the World Cup. So there's you know, qualifiers... We'll take place in March to see which uh, African teams will represent Africa in the World Cup in Qatar later on this year. All right, but I think Ghana are going to play Nigeria and there's a few other games as well, but I'll keep you posted to that in March. But coming back to, uh, to the African Cup of Nations, you know, uh, it showed you that there are no small teams anymore back in the day. You know, there were small teams that, you know, countries like Ghana, Nigeria, Cameroon could easily beat. But this tournament, just gone, has shown you that, you know, the small teams are now catching up. Because, you know, Comoros Island beat Ghana and qualified out of their group. Okay. Other smaller countries, quote unquote, like Equatorial Guinea, like Malawi, you know, and even the Gambia, Gambia in their first ever tournament, qualified out of the group and made to the knockout stages, showing you that there are no small teams anymore, or rather the small teams are catching up with the big boys. As far as the big boys is concerned, Ghana were very, very disappointing, and i come to Ghana uh, in a while. Nigeria, even though Nigeria won all their group games, in the knockout stage, they lost, surprisingly, to Tunisia. You know, this was a very avid Tunisian side who struggled, you know, they just qualified from the group as being one of the best, you know, um, four third-place finishers. So for Nigeria, who won all the group games, to lose to Tunisia was very, very disappointing. Having said that, though, you know, some of Nigeria's top strikers, especially one place for Reading and also Watford in England, those two key strikers did not feature in this year's Africa Nations, So that may have happened in Nigeria going forward, but they still should have beaten Tunisia in the round of 16. And so I think Nigeria have some work to do. And they've um, kept on Augustine, uh Timofey, who took over from the uh, uh, European coach that they had. And uh, we'll see how he's able to, you know, uh, take Nigeria on forward in the future. As far as Côte d'Ivoire is concerned, Côte d'Ivoire have you know, a very good team. They were unlucky to lose to Egypt in the... um uh, Round of 16. Uh, you know, on penalties. Because for me, this is the, probably the worst Egypt team for at least 10-15 years. Because don't forget, Egypt won the Africa Cup of Nations back-to-back 2006... 2008 and 2010 and they had very very good players in that team particularly things like Mohamed Bouchouka and other players who were at the top of their game around about those times but this Egypt team for me is is a one-man team in Mohamed Salah, Salah is by far the best player in Egypt right now and it was obvious even during the latter stages of the tournament that Egypt were playing for penalties in, in, in the in the quarter final, the semifinal, and even the final without the lost in penalties. They were paying per, for penalties because they really, really didn't have any strategy to beat the other teams. Cameroon, you know, in the semifinal against Egypt should have won that game, you know, before he got to penalties, but they didn't take the chances. And Egypt were lucky, you know, uh, you know, beating them in the penalty because I saw that and the Cameroon penalties penalties that they took were very very average penalties indeed and uh you know Egypt won that uh semi-final when really they you know they didn't deserve to win that semi-final but uh like I say Cameroon did not take their chances. And so Cameroon, you know, they also have a good team as well. Abu Bakr was the tournament's leading scorer. I think he scored about six or seven goals which is a very very good uh, return. Uh, Cameroon have a good team. Côte d'Ivoire have a good team. Senegal have a good team. And so do Nigeria. I think various four countries uh, along with emerging Burkina Faso. Burkina Faso has shown that they are growing tournament by tournament. I think in 2015, there were quarter finalists. 2017, there were semi-finalists. 2017, they were also semi-finalists. And now 2021, they also semi-finalists, but lost to, um, Senegal in the semi-final. So Burkina Faso are becoming a very, very strong team indeed. And, uh, uh, hopefully I look forward to seeing them in the World Cup. If not this, if not this year, then in future World Cups. Because, you know, they played pretty well in the Africa Cup of Nations. And so, uh, I'll talk about Ghana in a minute, but Senegal. What Senegal has shown is that you don't need a foreign coach, because too many African countries are are wanting to rely on European coaches, and for that matter, substandard European coaches. So, these coaches that African countries pick are not the top ones. You know, even not your Jose Mourinho or your Pep Guardiola or your, um, you know, what's his name? Um, uh, guy I used to play for guy I used to manage everything, What's his name? Um. Oh, um, now Real Madrid manager, what's his name? Um, you know, the one, the Italian guy, you know, that, um, used to manage Chelsea. Sorry, used to manage Chelsea, then he also, also used to manage, um, uh, Everton, you know, before he went to Real Madrid. I forgot his name, but yeah, those are top coaches that many African countries can't afford to, you know, to pay the to pay salary. So what they do, they give his average, Standard European coaches who really don't know much about African football, and as if in case with, with Milovan Raivic, I found one thing. So, Senegal have shown that you don't need a European coach, stick with your local coach because Elio Sise has been in the job since 2015 and year by year he's actually improved Senegal. But before he became coach of the national team, he was coach. Of the under 23 Senegal team, and he took over in 2015 from Alain Gires, a Frenchman. But he was given the support and tools by the Ivorian FA to make him a better manager and also, you know, develop himself as a manager to take Senegal to where they are now, African champions. So when he took over in 2015, you know. He uh, in his first tournament, the African Nations Cup of 2015, Senegal made a quarter final, and then in 2017 they also made a quarter final as well, and then in the 2018 World Cup, they qualified for the World Cup, and they were very unlucky not to get out of the group. I think they they didn't qualify for the knockout stages because of something some fair play thing with them and Japan. Japan had a better Disciplinary record than Senegal. So Senegal didn't make it to the knockout stages, even though they won a couple of their group games. And then in 2019, they made the final of the Africa Cup of Nations, where they lost to Algeria 1 0. And now in 2021-22, they won the Africa Cup of Nations. So it shows you that Ali Osise has progressed, has made gradual progression in the seven years that he has you know, manage Senegal. And this should be a lesson to other African countries that you need to stick with your local coach, right? And when it's going when it's not going as well as you think it is, give him the support, give him the tools that he needs for him to become a better manager. You don't just get rid of him because you know he fails in one tournament or fails another tournament. You keep on supporting him until he has the right team at his disposal who bind to his methodology of playing. And this is what Senegal did with Cissé. And this is now, this, this now had real fruit. Because Senegal are champions of Africa. And now we move to Ghana. Ghana should take a from Senegal. Because Ghana, three months before the AFCON, you change, you suck CK O'Connell, and you bring in this uh, man Milovan. Milovan Rivas, like I said, he's been out of African football since he led Ghana to the World Cup quarter-final in South Africa in 2010. So how you bring him back. To expect Gareth to even get anywhere. In the African nations. Is is for me. Baffling and laughable. Okay. What Gareth should have done. Is have a plan. Just like Senegal. Okay. Have a five-year plan. Stick with CK O'Connor. Yeah. Let CK O'Connor go to the AFCON. If he doesn't do well, stick with him and get Ghana to qualify for the World Cup. If he doesn't qualify for the World Cup, they get to qualify for next AFCON and then do it like that. Don't just suck him because, you know, Ghana was struggling to qualify for the World Cup. That's not how, you know, you do long-term planning. And so, you have to stick with the coach and then support the coach and give the coach, you know, the tools that it needs to become a better coach and also you know, have a better, you know, pool of players that can produce the results. Just like Senegal. Senegal now have a golden generation led by Sadio Mane, uh, Kabule, the, the, the defender plays for Napoli, and also the world's best goalkeeper in Edward Mende, who plays for Chelsea. So that is the spine of the team. And that Senegal team has built around those three players. And this is what Ghana has got to do. Going forward, you got to build a team around core players. And like I said, in the last AFCON that I did, you think Ghana needs to build its key players or its team around key players like Thomas Pate, like uh, Andreu, who's still he's 31, but he's still got a lot of experience and has got a good three or four years to go. And also the young, uh, potential uh, next Abedipel of Ghana, uh, Mohamed Kudos. So if Ghana can build a team around that and then get a local manager to, to allow these players to express themselves, then I think Ghana will do very, very well in the future. And I'm happy to announce that Ghana has appointed a local Ghanaian coach in Otto Ado, who has had a lot of experience at Borussia Dortmund in Germany and will bring that experience to Ghana and will serve Ghana very well. And also the technical director of the Ghana football team now is former Newcastle and Brighton manager, Chris Hewton. Chris Hewton will bring a lot of experience gained in the Premiership and also managing uh, in England as well. He will bring that to foot in Ghana. And we hope that, you know, those two are able to work together in order to produce, you know, a strategy and a plan that can help Ghana going forward. So all in all, I think it was a very good uh, African Cup of Nations, and I think the best team, Senegal, won, and they deserve to win going forward. And so going forward, you know, let's hope that the African nations learn from Senegal's example and use a local coach, you know, an indigenous African coach, and also give him the tools and resources that he needs to improve himself and develop himself as a coach so that you know the results will come because if you back your coach by giving him all the tools and resources necessary as Senegal have proven the manager will deliver okay so I hope you've enjoyed this uh um, roundup of the advocate couple nations and uh keep on listening to Ghana in Focus We intend to bring you a lot more content from Ghana, including how to buy land in Ghana, how to buy a house in Ghana and also exploring some business and investment opportunities in Ghana. And so for myself, Kwame, uh, thank you very much for listening wherever you are listening to this podcast and we'll see you in the next edition of Ghana in Focus.